Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. But uh, I think it's pretty cool that tonight, um, and again, we didn't plan it this way, we're gonna do something that we, we do every now and again. It's one of my favorite things we do in church. It's called a three by 10. And we're gonna have three different, um, just kind of leaders and people that, that serve on teams come up here and they're gonna share. And um, you're gonna hear, they're, they're three of the greatest people in our church. But here's the important thing. I think sometimes, I don't know, you know, maybe you, you think of Katie and I or, or Pastor Stacy as, you know, we're the pastors and, you know, we don't have to brush our teeth anymore because when we became pastors, our breath doesn't smell. And, you know, God has just plowed the way for an easy life for us. Uh, it's not true, but I think it's really neat when you, you know, see people from our church that, you know, they're just people that love this house, that have committed their lives to building the church. And here's what I wanna challenge you to do is they share, they're gonna share just around just personal breakthrough. They're gonna, they're gonna pray for you in these areas that they've experienced breakthrough. And what I really want you to do is I wanna challenge you to see yourself in them. That maybe their story could be my story. Because there was a time when these people were new where they did that exact same thing. We're sitting there looking up at the people, the leaders and saying, maybe one day if I, if I say yes to God, if I go all in, then maybe God will, will breathe on my life and the hand of God will be on my life. And so I wanna really challenge you as we dive into this to, to see yourself in them. These, they didn't go to seminary. They all have careers and jobs and families and are working and, and then just love the church. They're high level leaders that serve on teams. So we're gonna hear from, uh, the amazing, don't come up yet, Joanna Navarez. Serves in our kids' church, one of the highest level leaders in kids. Then we're gonna hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Kanoa Nartatez, leading a Pathfinders apprenticeship group, marketplace boss, and then rounding it out, we're gonna hear from the Kids Church director himself. Fresh back from Nueva York, Jorge Mendez. I wanna challenge you guys to shout them down, laugh at all their jokes, lean in, take some notes. Can we welcome to the platform the beautiful, the anointed, the amazing, Joanna Nevarez. Good evening, church. Wow. So I was nervous, but then like the energy in the room and the Holy Spirit and I see my family, my friends, and I'm like, I'm home. No need, no need. Um, you guys can take a seat. First and foremost, I wanna honor our amazing pastors. We know how amazing Pastor Katie and Mike are. We love you guys so much. Wanna honor my husband. <laughs> what a ride, huh, babe? <laughs> And I uh, wanna honor my mom and my dad that are here tonight. All right, let's do this. So as you know, if you know me, Kids Church is my heart. I love Kids Church. However, I will
will say, ministering and fighting for my freedom and standing in the gap to fight for the freedoms of others, that's my passion. I really feel like God anointed me to do that. And every time I do it, I'm like, this is such an honor. I'm like, God, I was made to do this to honor you. But we've been called the, the coolest names, right? Like Ghostbusters, Demon Slayers. <laughs> But you don't become like a legit ghostbuster or a demon slayer until you have allowed God to slay and bust all of your own demons first. So tonight I am going to get vulnerable and I'm going to talk about my very own freedom journey. Last year, God showed me um, that there's a difference. There's a difference between a freedom event and there's a freedom journey. And he really walked me through what that looked like. So I'm humbled that I get to have the opportunity to share that with you tonight. I'm just gonna pray if you can bow your head and close your eyes. Father God, I thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're already working in the hearts, Lord, that need to be transformed. The hearts that are thirsty for you tonight, God. We praise you and we glorify you in this place. I surrender everything to you tonight. Let your word speak through me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I vividly remember my very first pastoral care session. It was in our building. We had like this tiny room where only like three people fit. And it was Pastor Pam, so I was like super intimidated because she's like the number one ghostbuster of like the church. And so I was like, man, like this is it. After today, like I'm going to be free for the rest of my life. Um, and although I was saved at the age of nine, uh, that didn't make me immune to, you know, all the hardship that life brings. That didn't make me immune to generational curses, strongholds, so much baggage that both Eric and I um, carried into our marriage that we had to unpack together. You see, we got married at 18 years old. I know what we're thinking. Um, in 2010, so we actually grew up together. And in growing up together, we got to know our demons really, really well. So we had to unpack them together. So by 2018, we were just completely beat up. We were so broken. It was our mid-20s, and we were feeling, like, so tired. Uh, we felt like we were just living on the defense. We were on survival mode all the time. And I remember I would come to church, and I would cry out to God, and I would just say, God, I know that this isn't it. I know that there has to be more to life. You see, what I was crying out for was freedom. And although I did everything, I checked every single box of self-help. I was so good at that. So every marriage book, every devotional, I followed all the rules. But we kept hitting ceilings in our marriage, in our life. And it wasn't until I felt like I was going crazy with postpartum depression that I realized that I was actually fighting spiritual battles with earthly weapons. That was my revelation. So when you stand in the pulpit, it's not like you're perfect. Actually, I want you guys to feel very identified with me. I've been set free from a spirit of death, generational trauma, generational mental illness, from pride, from shame, from rage, from grief, from rejection, from unbelief, from performance, from hiding behind a career and using it as an excuse to not be the wife that God had called me to be to my husband. I was a really organized mess. Everything looked really well on the outside, but on the inside, God was really peeling all of these layers back and he was stirring everything up because he wanted to make me free. And so I had that deliverance session and then I had another one in the nursing mom's room. <laughs> so 
God revealed to me, like, those are your freedom events, right? That's the moment that you became free. And sometimes our expectation is that after an altar call or after a pastoral care, that in that moment, everything is automatically going to be fixed instantaneously. And we're going to walk out and like everything is just perfect. And can God do that? Yes. You know, I believe that he definitely can. However, most of the time, I think it's more about the journey that God wants to take us in with him. So I, I prayed for this message and the Holy Spirit wanted me to focus on something that, you know, he reminded me of like a very, very dark time in my life. And I'm definitely set free and, and I know that I'm living in that breakthrough and that freedom, but like, I don't want to tell the story. <laughs> like, I was, I seriously told the Holy Spirit, like, really? That? Like, I have to go there? That's really dark. And he reminded me, you know, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the people that are here today because they need to hear this. And so I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so for a long time, death seemed to be such a recurring theme in mine and Eric's life. We lost so many people around us um, and it wasn't just natural death. It was actual tragic and unjust death that occurred. And in my darkest moments after I had my daughter, as I mentioned, I faced a very deep postpartum depression. And for those of you who have experienced any type of depression, any type of darkness, you know that the thought of death can linger into your mind very quickly. It slips in. It's so sneaky how it tries to get into your mind. And I praise God that I never uh, physically attempted to take my life and I never hurt myself, but that doesn't mean that that thought wasn't tormenting my mind. And so it brought torment and my mind would, would just wander and I would create these scenarios in my head that I was like, who am I that I'm even thinking these things, right? And um, they were starting to take over my life. And the worst thing was that I was even starting to feel death over my own children. I had this extreme fear that something was gonna happen to my kids if I wasn't with them, if I wasn't protecting them. And I knew that that wasn't healthy. I felt dull, I felt emotionless, but then like with the thousand emotions, so I felt like I was going crazy, but you know, I knew that I couldn't do it alone. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about this house is the community that we get to form in this place. Um, if you know me, you know that I am not shy about asking for help. <laughs> and uh, first and foremost, like we seek God, right? We seek his word. We know that he is the one who is going to heal us and free us. However, it's also so important to seek the right people, the people who are gonna speak into your life, that are gonna pray for you, that are gonna fight with you and that are not gonna leave you in that same place. So I called my spiritual mama, Lorena, right there. <laughs> I like to survey the church and say, who, who of you here has Lorde prayed for? <laughs> um, and I told her everything. I told her my deepest thoughts, even the ones that I was so ashamed of. Because I'm like, how, you know, the devil tries to lie to us and say, a woman of God, a Christian woman, and you're thinking those things. And it makes us feel like we're isolated and we have to hold it in. But no, I told her everything, my thoughts, my fears. I needed her faith in those moments. I needed her faith to believe for myself and for my children. And so I got delivered. Um, and I remember specifically that we prayed Psalm 118.17 over my life. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And so... Overcoming the spirit of death took way more than just 
that event, right, that freedom event. I did become free that day. I believe it. I was delivered from that spirit of death. But it takes a freedom lifestyle to stay free from that type of oppression. So I do want to make notes super quick, even though I didn't need any type of like medical intervention or whatever. If you're in that dark, dark place and you need it, do whatever is wise, whatever is healthy so that you can be okay. So my freedom lifestyle looked like a lot and nothing like the self-help stuff that I was like trying to do. Um, So it's about renewing our mind daily. What I had to do was I had to specifically visualize those places where I had seen death, where I had seen harm, where I had seen myself harming myself, and I had to place the cross of Jesus there so that every single time that my mind went to think of my room or to think of the restroom or to think I saw the cross, and as soon as I saw the cross, I knew that God died, that Jesus died so that I could be set free from that. So I met the cross a lot. (laughs) Um, And it was beautiful. I know we're all doing our Bible in a year. We know that our Bible is our weapon. It's our resource. It's our comfort. The Bible says that it's alive, it's active, and it penetrates our heart. So being in the word, praying, no matter how I felt. Continuing to walk in my God-given identity and authority as a child of God. I had to remind myself every day, sometimes every five minutes, who I was in Christ. And I also had to acknowledge that there are so many layers that God wants to peel back. You see, we'll deal with one thing and we'll feel so good. Like, thank you, God, you freed me for that. And we're like walking right along and then God reveals something else. And you're like, I'm really that messed up. But... It doesn't mean that we're broken. That actually is breakthrough and that's growth. And we have to remember that leaders never arrive. So the layers are always gonna continue to be peeled back. I also had to learn how to grieve in a healthy manner. Um, There is a healthy way to grieve. If we just suppress everything, that's not going to help us. We have to be able to acknowledge loss and acknowledge pain. And that's not a weakness. We just have to do it with God. Choosing joy. This one was a little bit harder some days than others. However, when you realize that joy is a fruit of the spirit that is available to us, that means that it does not depend on the circumstances that are happening around us. So every day I woke up and I chose joy. I also had to guard my heart from offense because what offense does is it keeps our heart, um, it keeps it like, a stone, right? It makes a hard heart. And what we need is a soft heart that God can mold and that his word can penetrate. I had to forgive every day, a lot of times. Um, But, you know, a lot of times we think forgiveness or somebody says, you know, forgiveness is the key to freedom. And you automatically think of that person who hurt you or the person who betrayed you or did you wrong. But sometimes we forget that the first person that we need to forgive is ourselves. And we need to have grace and mercy with ourselves through our process. With forgiving comes repenting every single day. (laughs) And I would just ask the Lord, let my heart break for the same things that yours breaks. So now I can stand here and I can say that my pain, every single heartbreak, heartache, every single challenge, every unjust thing that could have happened has a purpose. 
because as I continue living in this God-given freedom, one of the most beautiful things that I've experienced is that every pastoral care session, every time I have the honor of praying for somebody here in the altar, every time somebody calls me and asks for prayer, you see, God is still healing something inside of me when I'm praying for those people and they're being set free. So tonight, I wanna believe that for you as well. You know, I want this year as you serve God and as you open up to make maybe new levels of ministry, maybe new friendships that you have been holding yourself back from because of the pain and the hurt. Maybe, uh, you know, opening up to just having our church as a community, it's amazing. Um, I want you to know that there's purpose to your pain and God can heal those areas as you continue to open up, as you continue to be planted in his house. I read a quote recently that I loved and it said, God comforts us not to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. So tonight I wanna give the opportunity for those of us who are in that dark place maybe now, or maybe you suppress that dark place and you haven't confronted it just yet. Maybe depression, uh, maybe having to face death or grief and you need that comfort. I want to have this opportunity so the Holy Spirit who is our helper can set you free. So if we can bow our heads and just close our eyes, if we can all take a deep breath and just focus on Jesus and on the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna say a super quick prayer and then I'll guide you guys in a prayer. Father God, I thank you tonight that your presence is here. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your tangible presence in this place. I thank you tonight for my brothers and my sisters, God, that are here, Lord. I specifically thank you for those that came with a broken heart, God, because you, they came to meet you here tonight. I thank you that you are the father of life, that you give life in abundance, Jesus. And I praise you for their lives. I do wanna invite that if you have had these feelings, if depression is something that's tormenting you, if you feel like death is something reoccurring in your life, I wanna give you the opportunity to stand. And the people around you, there's no shame. The people around you can lay a hand on you. They're gonna be believing with you. But you know, there comes a time where we have to draw the line and we have to stand up and, and acknowledge what we're dealing with because we cannot be delivered from things that we see as normal. So I'll give an opportunity to anybody who wants to stand. You don't have to come down. You can just stand up and we're going to pray together. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Let's love and surround those of them who are standing. If you can repeat with me and church family, if we can support them, we're going to pray. Say, Jesus, tonight I break every agreement with death over my life. I break the agreement with depression, with anxiety, and with accepting that this is my portion. In Jesus' name, I cast it out. And I declare, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. 
We thank you, Father God, for the freedom that you have given us tonight, Jesus. We thank you that even if this is our freedom event, God, that you give us the strength and courage to walk out our freedom journey. Thank you that you never leave us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here, that you hold us, that you comfort us, God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Wow, come on, can we give it up for Joanna? Blown away, that was amazing. Well, now we're gonna hear from uh, a good friend of mine that I respect tremendously. He's a marketplace leader, amazing husband, amazing father, and so young, bro, you got, you're, you're on the way up. I respect you, I respect this man, and uh, he's got a story to share that is pretty outrageous. So will you please welcome to the platform, the man, the myth, the legend, Kanoa Nartatez. Come on, give it up for Pastor Mike and Katie Yeager, best pastors in the world. Um, love you guys, appreciate you. It's an honor to always, always to be up here. And um, I believe that there's an atmosphere of breakthrough in here tonight. And actually, I, I really truly believe that um, there's some people in here tonight that are not only believing God for breakthrough, but that, that are desperate for breakthrough, that are, that are hungry um, for their father to move in their life and in their situation and in their finances. So if, you, if, if you're hungry for God, if you're desperate for God, would you just raise your hand if you could be so bold? Come on, come on. You're not, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Um, just put your hand on your heart and pray with me. Say, God, I love you. I invite you into this place tonight. God, I know that you hear my prayers. You know my needs. You know my story. God, and I wanna ask you to speak to me tonight. I open my heart and I open my mind to hear a word from you. I declare breakthrough in my life tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. You can have, you can be seated. You can be seated. Um, if there was a message to, uh, a title to my message tonight, it would be creating space um, for the supernatural. Creating space for the supernatural. Um, and I have two questions for us tonight. If you heard my last tithe message, you heard those questions, so you're gonna hear them again. Um, but they're good questions. And the quality of the questions that we ask um, often determine the quality of the life that we live. And so the very first question that I have for you guys tonight is, is this, is can you honestly say that you have experienced God do the exceedingly and abundantly in your life before? And um, if you can raise your hand to that, you, you, you know, that's amazing. And I know many of us can. And that's what we're called, as Christians, our, our life should be marked by signs and wonders. Our life should be marked by transformation. We go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Um, and uh, if you can't fully raise your hand to that, or maybe it's been like a long time. You know, for me, I know I've seen God move in my life. And honestly, I just felt like it was, it's been a while. <laughs> like, I don't know if, if there's leaders even in here tonight that it's been a while since you felt, the touch of God and you felt God do something exceedingly and abundant. And I just, I just wanna let you guys know tonight that like, that is what God has for you. That is God's heart, that is God's desire, that he has so much more for you than you could, that you could ever even comprehend. And we need to believe that. Um, 
And the second question that I have is, is if we believe that God can do anything, right? We, we, come to, we come to awake in church. We believe that we're, we're blessed to be a blessing. We believe, we know that God is good, right? But if we believe in a supernatural God, are we creating the space for God to do the supernatural in our lives? And I want you guys to really ask yourself that question. Like, am I creating whatever area of life, you know, um, uh, you, you need breakthrough in. I know for me, financially, and in my marriage, that's, that's the season that I've been walking through this last, this last year. Um, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, I, it's, just, it's just important to ask ourselves, are, are we creating, are we really creating the space for God to move? If I believe that God can really move in my life, am I actually creating the space for him to do it? Right, creating the space for him to do it. So um, Ephesians 3.20, this is, uh, if you're gonna turn your Bibles, you can, uh, but Ephesians 3.20 says this, now to him who is able, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power, somebody say the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Man, and um, at the beginning of last year, um, this was a verse that that uh, God gave to both my wife and I separately. And if I was being completely honest with you guys, um, our life didn't look exceedingly and abundantly <laughs> last year. At the beginning of last year, it, it looked the furthest from that. Um, we were going through the hardest season that, that we'd ever walked through in our marriage. Um, financially, um, we were tight. Um, you know, we were believing that previous year to buy a home. And, and I just came up at the end of the year and realized and looked back that like, I haven't even moved. Like I didn't even get, I didn't even get close to buying a home. Like I, I didn't even get close. And I just felt like as a husband, like wanting to provide that for my family, I felt so defeated and like such a, I'm a failure to be completely honest with you guys. And so, um, um, our life didn't look exceedingly and abundantly. And maybe there's an area in your life, maybe it's your finances that doesn't look exceedingly and abundantly. And maybe you've seen the breakthrough in every other area. And, you, and I feel like there's even some people in here that you've seen breakthrough in every other area of your life. Um, um, and you're like, you know what? But, but I, it's just finances, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna see it in that area. But God has that for you. He's called you to live in abundance and you need to hear that and you need to know that. Um, and, uh, and so we got this word exceedingly and abundantly. And our life didn't look like that at the time. And, um, you know, we were just expectant though. We were really truly expectant for God to move in our life. And we knew that he was going to. On our vision cards, there's a verse, six, Psalm 65, 11, It says, um, he crowns the year with his goodness and his paths drip with abundance. And I just, I just knew I just knew that there was going to be late harvest this year for us. Like I just knew that God was gonna show up. I didn't know how it was gonna happen, but I knew that God was gonna move in a big way. And I know that there's people in here that, that you feel like you're in the middle of something. You feel like you've, you've, you've been given a promise, but you're, you're walking the promise out. You're going through the process and, and um, but you know, you know that God's gonna show up. You just don't know when, you don't know how. Um, and it's just frustrating sometimes, right? Um, and that's where, that's where I was at. Um, but we knew, and, and, and so we put on our vision card, we, put, we wanted to buy a home. We wanted to buy our first home in San Diego. And we had a vision. We, we saw our girls running around the backyard um, and, and, and we saw our marriage restored. And, and we, just, um, we just had this vision. We knew, that, we knew that God was gonna move in a big way, but what we didn't realize that God was gonna call us to step out in faith in a big way, for him to move in a big way. And so we needed to create that space. So, so God asked us to do um, two kind of 
stretching things last year. And the first one was to, to finish our vision builders. We walked into this church um, four years ago. We were actually living in Salt Lake City and uh, we got to really be a part of the birth of the Salt Lake City campus. We were attending the church that became Awaken SLC. And so it was an honor and we stepped in and we were just new and fresh. And, you know, we got invited to this vision builders dinner and we're like, oh, what's vision builders? That's awesome. You know, we were excited about, about sewing into what God was doing and, and God put it on our heart to give big. And, um, and so we, we made a, a pledge that was audacious and honestly, um, from a worldly perspective, it was unwise. It was completely unwise. We, 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 uh, maybe some of you feel like you've done that. Um, we made a pledge that, that at the time, um, it was, it was bigger than, it was more than what we had ever made in a year. Um, but we felt like God was, felt like that's the number that we got, right? How many of you know if, 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 if no matter how crazy something seems, if it's from God, do it. Dude, it doesn't matter how crazy it seems. <laughs> um, if God's calling you to do it, he's gonna come through, amen? Um, so we make this crazy pledge and we fell just completely fat on our face. We, you know, I thought my business was gonna go this way. My business stopped and I had to restart everything and, and, and just feeling discouraged, like coming up to the end of the Vision Builder year and just like, you know, I wasn't a couple hundred dollars away. I had given a couple hundred dollars, you know? Like, like I was like, like all have fallen short of the glory. Like I fell short big time and um, just feeling discouraged, just feeling like, man, I made this pledge and like, I just wasn't even able to come, couldn't even put a dent in this thing. Um, and um, anyway, fast forward at the beginning of this year, we got that word and we also knew, my wife and I were on the same page. Like we wanna finish this. Like no matter what it takes, if it takes us five years, it takes us five years. It doesn't matter what it takes. We're gonna do this. We wanna, we wanna honor our word. We wanna honor God and, and we wanna finish what we started. We wanna finish what we said we were gonna do. Um, so, um, we, uh, um, we, we, we gave half of it and that was a stretch. The beginning of the year, we came into some increase. We gave half a couple months later. I felt like, I felt how many of you guys have felt like God said something to you and you're like, God, did you really say this? No, you probably didn't. That's just me thinking, but wait, hold on. It's coming up in my mind again and again and again every day. And I can't, I can't, it just keeps coming into my mind. Um, and that's, that's what it was. It was like, God was calling us to, to, to just, go all in, to give, give it all and finish it. Um, and uh, I, I prayed and, and, and I wanna encourage you guys in this because I think this is really powerful. It's like we can, God is our father and we can talk to him, right? Like we could just, we can talk to God. And so I was like, okay, God, if this is, if you're calling me to do this, I, I need, like, I need, a, I need a word. So I was like, I was, I was hungry. I was desperate for, for, for change. I was desperate for breakthrough in, in, in our finances, in my marriage. And I was like, I, I came to, to, to Wednesday night service, Pastor Jurgen was preaching. I'm like, God, I need a word from you. Like, I, I need you, Dad. And, um, and uh, so he's preaching and he, he anyway, he, not, don't have to share all the details, but it was like this vision builders, like miracles in the stretch, like, and it was like, okay, okay, okay. But then at the very end of his message, he shared the real story behind the beginnings of the Salt Lake City campus. And God just, just, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that, that God was calling me to finish this and to stretch. And so um, we, you know, we gave what would have been our down payment for our home. Um, and we, we, we finished this thing. Uh, and, and honestly, we came up against an incredible amount of warfare. I don't know if there's a timer. I have no idea how long I've, 
but <laughs> um, um, but we came up against incredible warfare and you can't make this stuff up, okay? We, we go to give and it's really important to me. I'm like, okay, babe, let's sit down, let's pray together, let's give in unity. And so we sit down to pray, we get in this like massive fight. Um, and then after that, um, we, uh, a couple days later, we go to give again and there's $25,000 that was stolen from a bank account from fraud. Like we came up against serious warfare to, to finish this thing. Um, and when I was going back and forth with, from the spreadsheet, like trying to, trying to figure out how I can make buying a home and finishing this thing. And I was going back and forth between God and the spreadsheet and God, God won, God won. Um, uh, uh, but uh, um, I had investments, two investments that would have made both possible disappear right before we gave. And we had to make a choice. Like, are we going to, are we gonna seek first the kingdom of God? Are we gonna be obedient to what he's calling us to do? Or am I gonna seek my own needs first? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given. All of these things will be, will be given up to you. So um, that was the first thing. So, we, so we, made, we, we finished this pledge and we see increase in our business. Um, and then uh, towards the end of the year, um, we, uh, uh, again, there's a thought that comes into my mind. <laughs> and and uh, God, I feel like God's calling me to, to, to lay down the business that I was building. Um, and it was hard because it felt like the increase and the promise that he gave me, he was calling me to then sacrifice. Just like Abraham, you know, got this promise and then, and then God's like, I want you to take Isaac and sacrifice him, you know? And so I had to choose. And um, if I was being honest with you guys, those couple months had gone by and um, there's a verse that kept coming to me. Um, and I knew, it just, I just was like, is this really what you're calling me to do? And I just thought, you know what? This is just me in my own head. And I had to go to God and I had to repent. Like I had to repent that I didn't make it a priority to know what he was calling me to do. And I went to, I went to God and I was just like, I, 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 want, I want, nevertheless, like no matter what you call me to do, like I want what you want. I wanna be in your will. And so, um, so I make this decision to lay down this business. Um, and really it was laying down all of our income, like other than, Three percent of our income, and so we, um, <laughs> which with three kids at three years old, one year old, and a newborn just born, it's it's a hard decision to 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 follow through with. Um, but when God calls you to do something crazy, if He's calling you to do it, it's worth it. It's worth it. He's going to show up. So we laid on this business, and um, what's 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 amazing about all this is that uh, we're obedient, and in that process, a week later. Um, we, we decided to get a, we got a buyout from this company that we built and, and that buyout ended up being 10 times what we actually gave in our, in our vision builders testimony. And, um, and, uh, it's just incredible. And we received, you know, um, we received half of that so far and we're going to receive the rest of it, but, um, but just incredible. And, and, and that happened on the exact same day that we got approved for, um, a home loan that we'd just been getting, like, we're just coming up against ceilings against, um, and uh, um, it's just incredible just to see God move in a way. And, and what's funny is I prayed, you know what, God? Like, if we're gonna buy a home this year, like, I, I believe it. And I was, call, I was calling it forth. I was calling forth a down payment when it was like, this is, I don't even see where this is coming from, how this is gonna happen. Um, but Lord, I just, whatever, however this happens, like, I just want it to be in a way that like, I could just, I can glorify you. I can glorify you. Um, and so, um, um, 
Yeah, just incredible. And and when we when we made the decision to to actually step out in faith and start looking for homes again, um, we we looked at a property and and uh, it ended up disappearing off the market. And um, uh, after we had gotten this breakthrough and gotten this um, uh, uh, gotten this this um, this income and, and whatnot, uh, there's another house that popped up and it was the exact model match to that other home. It was down the street from that other home. It had a better view than that other home. And uh, what's crazy is that um, we started, we were in escrow and once we got into escrow, we started hearing from people in the church like, hey, wow, oh, what, what home is it? Oh, what, oh, what's the address? Oh, that was awakened to me in 2020. Oh, that was where my marriage was restored. Oh, that's where my first connect group was. And we just started hearing. And what's crazy, when we stepped into that home, we just felt peace. We just felt, my wife was like, I, this is like, this is it. And so God just, it just felt like God set it aside for us. God set it aside for us. And, and um, we just knew. And I just feel like there's people in here that, that are in the middle, that, that they're in the middle of something. You know, you've got a promise from God and, and, and you know, he's gonna show up. You just don't know how. Um, and maybe he's asked you to, to do something crazy. Um, and uh, you just need to know that he's gonna come through. He's gonna come through. And I just feel like there's people tonight in the area of finance specifically that maybe you've seen breakthrough in your marriage. You've seen breakthrough in, in every area of your life, but financially, you just keep coming up against, against something. And I just wanna pray for you tonight. So if you are in here and you're either believing to buy a home or you're believing for financial breakthrough, I just want you to be courageous. I want you to stand up. And I just wanna pray for you guys. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> um, close your eyes and pray with me. Father God, we just come before you. God, I just love you, God, right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are good, Father. We thank you that you are not only God, but you are the God that you say that you are. And Father, right now, we just declare, Father God, that you crown the year with your goodness and that your paths drip with abundance, Father God. We just come before you right now, Lord, and I just release, Father, um, just, just strategy, God, God, that, that we not only believe, God, but that you would give us strategy to go out and to have, have action faith, God, to go out and actually take steps toward really believing that you're gonna come through, Father God. So I just thank you. We love you. We honor you. In your precious and holy name, we pray, amen. Come on, what a story. So amazing. I want to live in that house after you, bro. Get that awakened anointing. And rounding out third base, bringing us home, one of the greatest men in our church, our kids' church director. Can we please welcome Jorge Mendez? All right, all right. Oh, man, they turned it on. I was ready to talk for like 45 minutes. It's all right. Okay, stay, stay standing for a second. I got to honor a few people like we always do. That's the, that's our heart of a church. We honor people because um, honoring people that are not in the room says a lot more about you than the people that are not in the room. And so I want to honor Pastor Jürgen and Leanne because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have this. If you've been impacted positively by this church, that would have not happened because of them. Pastor, our pastors, you know, campus pastors, Pastor Stacy, thank you guys for everything that you do, all the work that you do, how much you guys love us, thank you so much. My wife, thank you so much, Ruth, you're so much fun, you support me, you're my cheerleader. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I'm gonna try something, hopefully it doesn't, I don't like flop. If you're in Kids Church, Kids Church on three, Kids Church on three, one, two, three. Yeah, all right, you may be seated. All right, so, oh man. What an honor it is to be here. What an honor it is to stand on this, on this platform and, and share what God has done. 
Um, when actually a little bit before I knew that I was going to share anything, I always like to have like one ready in the chamber. You know what I mean? Like I always want to feel like God, God, like what if, if, I, if they ever ask me to share something, offering, whatever, like what is that message? And a few, a few months ago, I think I got like this word in my heart about obedience. And so when uh, a few weeks ago that they asked me if I could do three by 10, of course it's an honor to be asked, you know? And I was like, man, three by 10, okay. It's like, then what is it, God? Like right away I try to get something. It's like, you already know, it's obedience. And I was like, okay, cool. But then I was like, man, like, but is it really gonna connect? You know, like, is it gonna make sense? Like, what's the theory? It's like, is it really relevant? And then hearing her message, uh, Joanna's message, how good was that? Let's give her a hand. Man. And, and one thing stood out to me about her message was that you can go to uh, an event where you have an experience, but it's the journey that counts. And that journey, and it'll connect right now. And then uh, Kanoa's message, let's give him a hand. What breakthrough? Man, like what story? You know, and so like there's, the, the, the title for this message, uh, if, you know, if we give it a message, is The Inconvenience of Obedience. The inconvenience of obedience. Because if you think about it, it's inconvenient to be obedient sometimes. Like Kanoa, like the money that they had, you know, like the fraud, going through those things, it's inconvenient to like follow through with the promise. It, it, you know, working, walking through a, a journey of, of, of freedom is inconvenient to, to change your thinking. It's inconvenient to like stay in the word, to, to go to prayer. Like it's, it's inconvenient. But you know what? That's where the breakthrough is. And we, there's so many stories in the Bible of people that God asked them to do something and it was very inconvenient for them to do it. Noah was asked to build an ark when like it didn't even rain. He was being ridiculed. It was inconvenient. But what was on the, what was on the other side of that? Humanity was saved. Gideon was, at, was asked to, to save, you know, the Israelites, fight an army thousands with 300 people. That's very inconvenient if you ask me. But he did it and God came through. I mean, Paul was like tasked with bringing the, the you know, God's message to, to the Gentiles and to the Jews and to kings. That's a path and a message right there. And what, what's on the other side of that? We are right here. And it was very inconvenient. Like Paul used to be saw, he went through literal transformation. God had to make him blind, knock him off his horse. That's inconvenient, if you ask me. And so like, I'm thinking like, man, like, okay, like it's inconvenient to, to obey, but then, like 10 months ago, actually, Pastor Mike, he's like, hey, you got 30 minutes, to, you know, I want to check in with my leaders, this and that, like after prayer, I'm like, yeah, cool, let's hang out. We go to green room, and then he starts telling me the story of how, when they asked Pastor Ito Elori to take over the youth, and I'm like, oh, I already know where this is going. <laughs> and so he, he ends, like, his part of the conversation with, like, so we were wondering if you guys would be interested in praying and to taking over kids' church. That's inconvenient if you ask me. <laughs> and as inconvenient as that was, because think about it. It's not, it's not only like the biggest team in our, in our church, really, in our campus, you know, like whatever. And, and, and disclaimer, I'm not like none of this is for my glory, okay? This is inconvenient for me. Keep that in mind. Not only is it the biggest team, not only do we serve the most people, with the shortest attention span, okay? Not only with the least amount of self-control, of social awareness, okay? Of like, 
sometimes it's like, and, and it happened to me the first time I got to preach in, in, in Biggs, I was ready. I had like a three-point message. These scriptures connected together. I go in there. 20 seconds later, they're like facing each other, talking and laughing. Like somebody playing with their toy and like pff, message out the door. But you know what? God is going to move. God is going to move. And as inconvenient as, as that has been, because, I mean, it's not, we don't just show up and it's done. Like, there's a lot of stuff to, to, we have to order supplies. We have to coordinate people. People, for one reason or another, they call out. And that's okay. Like, it's, it's life. <laughs> yeah. The season that we're in right now of construction. On the same day, yeah, on one Wednesday, I remember. One Wednesday, I remember. Pastor Mike and Katie called us, like, hey, can we meet real quick? Is there something important? Yeah, sure, let's meet. They're like, hey, studying... Oh, starting today, you guys can't meet in the things anymore, in the rooms over there, because they're going to demo them out. I'm like, okay, where are we going? I don't know. <laughs> That's inconvenient. But you know what? If we stay obedient, God moves. And staying in that obedience, let me tell you, two months ago, about 30 kids, two months ago, about 30 kids got to experience the Holy Spirit for the very first time, get filled with the Spirit, and pray in tongues. Maybe like, a, like two weeks later, like two weeks later, kids are prophesying over each other. Like every week, every week, and I know because I have a son in that kid's church, every week they're learning Bible verses. We have kids from kid's church that go to, to men's prayer. If you don't go to men's prayer, bro, bro. I, I know 10-year-olds that wake up on time to go to men's prayer. I think that's pretty inconvenient for them. But guess what? They're obedient about it. And their life is not going to be the same because they're following through with that obedience. And obedience looks very different to everybody. To everybody. Not everybody's meant to lead kids' church. Not everybody is meant to have a business. Not everybody's meant to, to do it, you know, like we're not all the same. It's very different. Maybe obedience for you means to stop drinking so much. Maybe have only two drinks and not ten. Maybe obedience means go to church every week. Maybe obedience means, like, stop being religious. Don't get caught up with the little things. Maybe being obedient means, like, start tithing. Or, like, give more to vision builders. Stop controlling stuff. You know, um, start pastoral care. Go to our connect group. Serving kids church. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Just kidding. Obedience looks very different to all of us. But it's be, you being obedient, it's, it's your responsibility. You can't put it on anybody else. Nobody else can go to bat for you. If you are not obedient to what, it, what God is asking you to do, your pastor isn't responsible for that. Your leaders aren't responsible. Your wife or husband aren't responsible for that. Only you are responsible for yourself. And if you go through the inconvenience of, the, of being obedient... Not only will your life be affected and you are going to grow and, and you, you know, you're going to become a better person. You're going to get closer to God. Other people are going to be impacted. The, the, the Nevadas, is, uh, they're our closest friends now. And, and I'm sure you, you can imagine what it's like to have, be, have a close friendship with one of the biggest Ghostbusters on our campus. Man, deliverance anytime you want. <laughs> It might be inconvenient for them, but hey, you got to be obedient. Oh, man. No, it's broken. It's broken. 
No, 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 just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's, that's the message tonight. That being obedient is inconvenient. It's inconvenient. But there is breakthrough, there's homes. There is freedom and, and restoration for your marriage and for your family and for your body. Pastor Stacy message or somebody, somebody came, they didn't want to go to church. They're here and they got freedom in their body. They're healed supernaturally. It's amazing her, um, Vanessa's story about like uh, Peter. Man, like the, he's washing the nets, like he's ready to go home. Now it's inc inconvenient. I got excited, you see that? It's inconvenient for him to, to obey. But because Jesus said, hey, do this, and he did, Man, like, not, not was only him, you know, with the great harvest or, or, or catch, his friends. And so if we go through the inconvenience of, the, of being obedient, not only will we have a great catch, but will our friends around us as well. Your, your obedience, if, um, I think last message I said that, if you want God to move, give, right? That's like the key that unlocks the door, but obedience is the door. Obedience is the door that's going to take us. Or, or, obedience doesn't earn you anything with God, okay? You're not going to get points. Like, he's not going to be extra proud of you. Like, he just expects us to be obedient. Because he's not only thinking of us, even though he only thinks of us, he's not only thinking of us. He's thinking of other people around us. And so, maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're like, man, like, it's your first time or second, third, or like, you've been here for a while, but you've kind of been like, eh, okay, whatever, like this Jesus stuff, cool. But tonight, what I want to ask you is, what has God asked you to be obedient about? And what inconvenience do you need to face? And the first step is to just come before God and say, God, talk to me. I surrender. Forgive me and cleanse me. My favorite scripture in the Bible is Colossians 2, 13. And it says that he removed the letter of accusations against us. So there's a letter of accusations against me, Jorge Mendes. But Jesus at the cross removed it. It says that in this way, by removing that at the cross, he disarmed the spiritual powers against me. So because Jesus removed the accusations against me, now I am free to live a life that I couldn't even imagine. Like he said, like Kanoa uh, said in, in Ephesians 3.20 is exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or imagine. And so maybe you've never even started that. And so the whole point of this is for us to have that experience. So with every eye closed, we're gonna go into that moment right now with every eye closed. If you've never met Jesus in person, if you've never had an encounter with God, if you've never known God himself in person, this is your opportunity. This is where we can start that journey. And then, uh, and we're gonna say a, a quick prayer together. And then after that, uh, you know, in that, in that heart of, of confronting our inconveniences, let's just come face to face with God. And then we'll ask him to bring to the forefront the things that he, maybe he asked us to do something a while ago or, or just recently, whatever that was. And so we're gonna look at that again. And if, if you need to ask for forgiveness, for putting it aside, for not believing, for doubting it, for whatever, do it. Right now is the moment. Let's have that encounter with God. And so let's start with those that have never had a relationship. And, and, and if that's you, I'm gonna ask you to be really bold. And, and I wanna know who that is because I'm gonna pray for you even after this, even when I go home and I'll, I'll keep you in mind and I'll pray for you. So if that's you, you've never 
really started a relationship with God. You, you want to have that. You want to live a life that sometimes might be inconvenient, but, it, but they're with, the, with a bunch of blessings that you can't even imagine about. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. On the count of three, if that's you, raise your hand. One, two, three. I see your hand right there. That's amazing. I see the hand on the side over there. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. God is, is excited, ecstatic about this with you, just you and him. Is there anybody else in the room? Maybe you've been there here before, but you feel like you strayed away. Maybe you've, you need to come back. This is the moment right now. I see that hand in the back over there as well. Anybody else? That's awesome. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. Holy Spirit is here. I can feel his presence. So as we make this prayer, you're literally asking him to, to give you guidance and direction and blessings. And life isn't gonna be perfect, but you're not gonna do it alone. You're not gonna be by yourself. And so if that was you, let's, let's pray together. And church, let's, let's join them. Repeat after me, Father God, thank you for my life. Thank you for my purpose. And thank you for what you have for me. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my savior. I surrender to you. Lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's give them big, 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 big hand. And if we could all stand, we're gonna do one last thing together. In the intimacy of, of God's presence, I'm gonna pray for you. And then after I pray, the ministry team will come up here and, and you can, somebody can pray with you, but uh, let's pray about this. What is that one thing that God asked you to do? And you might've been disobedient or you might've hesitated a little bit. You might've questioned it. You might've doubted a little bit. What is that one thing? And let's, let's come before God. Let's, let's clear it out. And, and the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. And so even though we might have been disobedient because I've done it. Like Pastor Mike said, nobody's perfect. Even though we might have fallen behind, his mercies are new every morning. So today we can get back on track. Today we can be realigned with him. So Father God, thank you so much for every person in this room, for every brother and sister that, that you've given me, God. Every, every talented person, that every, every call, every purpose, every vision, every prophecy that is in this room, God. Every, everything that you've asked for them, Lord. Tonight, we ask you to bring to the forefront those things that we need to be obedient about, Father God. Those things that, that are bringing breakthrough to others as well as ourselves, Father God. And Lord, if we've fallen behind, if we've given up, if we've doubted, Lord, we ask you for forgiveness. And Lord, we receive forgiveness because your word says that you removed all the accusations against us. You've forgiven all of our sins, that the sins are gone. You consider them that as sin no more. And Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you that, that you are for them, that you have a purpose for them, God, and that you give them guidance, God, that as we uh, plan our hearts, that you order our steps, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.